0: All right, guys. Today, you're going to hear from some of my favorite people. Um, the reason why I say that, it's because people that took a risk. It is three doctors. So Dr. Alexis Pirelli, Dr. Chris Harmon, and Dr. Abu Gergis. They all took our everything you should have learned in chiropractic school, but didn't. They took this while they were still in school. And as I've mentioned in the beginning of it, they are all now doctors. So they have since graduated and are all on to bigger and better things. And I thought, what better way to show you why you really should take everything you should have learned in Cairo school, but didn't, then let them tell you. Because I can tell you all I want. Obviously, I think it's fantastic. But, but, I'd rather you hear it from them. Three very well-respected students, now clinicians, who if they say it's good, you know, why not you? And so everything you should have learned in Cairo school, but didn't. The early bird actually has closed. But what I'm doing is for the ones that are listening to the podcast, if you hear this and you're like, man, I wish I would have, what you can do for the next three days till this coming Friday. So if you're hearing this on Wednesday, you have till Friday, you can email me coaching at strive to And I will extend the early bird because you are a listener of this podcast. So you might be asking, what are you going to learn or who is it for? How would I know if I'm ready or right for everything you should have learned in chiropractic school, but didn't. So if you're in school right now and you've heard from your mentors, from your teachers, from people in private practice, if you've heard that you shouldn't go down the rehab route, that there's no money to be made, that you can't make the business model work. If you've heard that and you want to pursue it, this is the course perfect for you. If you've heard or you've attended seminars and you've taken the DNS and the MPIs and the uh, McKenzie's and the PRIs and all the named seminars, which I've all taken and I love. If you want to know how the heck you're supposed to take all of that and now incorporate it into your practice, this seminar is perfect for you. Now, if you've shadowed a bunch of doctors and you've seen the five-minute practice model, the 15-minute quote sports practice model, the Rehab chiro model that doesn't look like rehab, the sports chiropractic model that doesn't do sports. If you've shadowed practices like that and you're like, this is not what I want to do, which was my experience, if you don't identify with any of those practice styles and don't want to repeat those business models, EYSL is absolutely for you. And finally, if you want to learn and gain confidence that the rehab model, spending more time with patients and gain confidence that that is exactly what you should be doing and how to do it from people that have done it and are currently doing it, then the course is perfect for you. So we have a community of like-minded professionals. We are now in the U.S. and Canada. It's a fantastic community. So like I said, if you're listening to the podcast, the early bird is closed, but I'm extending it for you specifically through this Friday. Email me, coaching at strive to and you will still have access to the early bird special. I hope you enjoy this episode. What's up, everyone?
1: Hey, my name is Dr. Alexis. I started with Justin and his course back when I was in Southern Tri, still a student at, at New York Hybride College, it's also called Northeast College of Health Sciences now. And I was in a, actually a different program before for business. And I found that Justin's stuff resonated a little bit better as far as being more into that rehab. And so that's kind of how I got interested in what he was doing.
0: Cool. And so what was the number one problem that you were facing before you took everything you should have learned in Cairo school?
1: I definitely didn't know how to actually open my own practice and how to structure like the business side. Like how do I do treatment plans? How do I make it sustainable so that I actually be a functioning business and like how to even just explain that to a patient? Like the clinically I was getting good things, taking the extra courses, but from the business side, we don't get that in school. So I felt that was a huge lack for me.
0: Excellent. Um, What false beliefs did you have, whether it was from, could you do it? Could you move somewhere else? Parents, whatever. A lot of people have false beliefs coming into it of of what they thought uh, before you started taking the course.
1: Uh, I definitely felt like prior to taking the course it was going to be difficult to do cash for sure and not take insurance. That's definitely everyone thought I was crazy thinking like, I'm going to like come out and just like open a cash-based practice in a place where I didn't know anybody moving to a new, like Florida. I'm from New Jersey and I just wanted to move to Florida and open a business. So when you combine those two things, they're like, how are you going to even do that? Um, But after taking the course, I was confident enough to be like, no, I can seeing other people do it. I'm like, I can do it too. Why not me?
0: So you, and again, people have a lot of of reasons why they can't, but uh, you kind of rolled over a few big, that number one, directly out of school, number two, cash, number three, which I think is really important is you weren't from there. And so there's a lot of reasons why people very logically could be like, do you think this is a great idea? Um, What was it either in your own uh, knowledge or what were there some things when you took the course that you're like, all right, I do have more confidence um, um, with it now.
1: I think just like when you guys explain the systems of how to put somebody through that process, how to actually talk to a potential patient, how to walk them through like what you're offering like that, I think gave me that confidence to like, no, if I can just follow the system that you guys use. And it's, I mean, I've seen it work and time and time again, being able to be connected with all the members in the group. So I felt like if they can do it, why, what is it? What, then? It's nothing like they're special. I can do it too.
0: Yeah, I love right. it. Excellent. Um, and so, uh, but to give the audience and we have some time here to talk through it. Um, one of the th- things I thought was so incredible that you did, you were in school, you were in Virginia, New Jersey, all these different places, but you specifically like went down to Florida to Jacksonville uh, uh, for periods of time to go and start the networking before you ever opened. Correct. Talk, talk us through a little about what you did at that time. You know, I think it'll be a really interesting for the audience how so when kaylee started with us i told her your story and she told me later that it like pissed her off that you were doing all of that and she wasn't so piss some people off right now alexis go ahead
1: (laughs) awesome uh so i was still probably in technically ninth trimester at the time and i took a week or two off from clinic down in virginia and drove down myself to florida And I spent a week in Jacksonville and I must've went to like 15, 20 gyms. I just Googled places. I set up some meetings, some I just like walked in cold, just like checking out the vibe. If I like them, then we, you know, I try and chat a little bit like, hey, I'm looking to move my business down here. You know, do you guys have any like potential spaces? I could rent just a room. I need a room in a gym. And that's how I did it. And then by the end of the trip, it was like super frustrating because it was like four or five days in and I really wasn't happy with what I found. But the last day or two, I ended up finding three to four gyms that I really, really liked. Mm-hmm. And so and met some great people. I even ran a 5K with one of the gyms. So that meant me. I mean, my first patient came from actually that race, which mm-hmm. was awesome. And just like putting yourself out there and not being afraid to talk to people and just doing it, like take action, even though it's like, well, how do you do it? I don't know. You just go and you talk to people and you show up and, and that's all you can do.
0: Yeah. Uh, I think it's awesome because a lot of times people will come in and say, can you teach me the tactics of marketing? And we obviously do teach that. But what you just said, a lot of times we find it's just someone has to give you permission. And in the course, it's like, like you just said, just go. Like at some point we have to just get started. Someone might say, well, that's not high level business advice. Well, sometimes that's the highest level business advice. A lot of us need is to just get going, which is exactly what you did. And I think the other thing I like what you said, you know, we teach in the course, like people don't often respect the volume that they need to do in order to get it. So it wasn't like I went to three gyms and they said, no, it's like, I went to 20 and I met three that were good. Another just realization that they're going to teach you in school. Like, how do you know that? Well, we only know that because we've done it before. And now there's hundreds of other people that have done it as well. And so with that experience, share, um, you know, it becomes very, very valuable. Um, talk about uh, a little bit about the community aspect of the group and some people that you've met along the way that are like you, think like you, and, and who you've connected with.
1: For sure. Uh, definitely, you know, just being surrounded like the people that have that similar mindset of being high-level clinicians, but also learning how to just create a sustainable business. So you're happy about what you're doing. You're not resenting your job because you have to see all these people and then, you know, your care suffers, but now, you know, seeing the people involved and like just having that similar mindset and then developing friendships. Like I have calls now every week with different people from the group Mm -hmm. and we just like check in with each other. We see how things are going. What do we need help with? Hey, like I'm running an idea by so-and-so like, what do you think about this? And it just, I mean, it's tremendous. Like where can you do that? You know, cause as you say, business is lonely and it can't definitely, you're, I mean, I'm in a, a new place and a, a new business and I don't know anybody. And so just having that, those connections, it just doesn't make it like, it makes you feel like you're not alone and you're supported the whole time, even though it's like your own business.
0: What would you say to somebody who might be in seventh, eighth, sixth, tenth, ninth try and they're the reason for not doing the course is because they didn't graduate yet. They don't own a business yet, yet.
1: Oh, uh, if you wait until you graduate, you're going to be behind the eight ball. So that's like step one, especially if you want to hit the ground running right away. Um, I found that the, the longer you learn this stuff and the more it resonates, the more it like marinates in your brain, the better off you'll be. I wish I started even earlier, to be honest, because yeah. it just would have been, it would have made that pr- the practice would have just made it this easier. Like right now you can consider now that I'm open I'm actually doing the thing, like I'm still practicing what I was learning. Right. But if the, the earlier you get going, the more efficient you'll be when you get out. I mean, like who wouldn't want to make less mistakes and like make more money and be happier and be able to treat people
2: yeah.
1: uh, in a better way faster.
0: So you, you've had really good success early on um, as good as, you know, anyone, anyone that we've seen, did you ever think that was possible? Um, the right answer is yes. That's a, it is possible. So you, I knew inherently, so this is where, what I'm getting at is, inherently i always saw in you you did think it was possible what i always thought that my job was was to show you how
1: yeah i think that's like 100 percent true because i was just like i know i can do it but just like i i don't know like the details in between yeah. like i don't know how to actually like get it accomplished uh and so yeah I, honestly i could say without like your your work and your course there's no way i would have been able to do this like as confident as I am without the anxiety. I'm like, yes, it's stressful, but I don't have this like impending doom. Like, Oh my God, what if I don't do this thing? And so, yeah, I mean, my first month open, I made six, seven K. I mean, who, who does that in a place where they don't live and they don't know anybody. And so I'm and cash, super too. excited. Yeah. No insurance and, uh, all surfers almost, hmm. which is awesome. Cause that's my, that's my niche. And so yeah. I'm like super grateful. Yeah. And I wouldn't be able to do it without your so help we
0: we have a couple minutes, and i um, we haven't even followed up with this, so I'm curious. when you first started, one of the questions we one of the things we talk about in the group from a marketing perspective is niche development. And I remember you asked me like pointedly about the surfer niche and all of that. And obviously, like I was like, I don't know because I'm not in Jacksonville, like, but here's potentially. What I would do to look at it, how did you go about saying or looking at it and, and deciding on if it was possible or not? Or you're still not 100% sure?
1: For sure. That's a great question. I found, I'm finding that the more background homework you do, just talking to people, finding out like all these Facebook groups, like getting involved in their events, I'm finding that Jacksonville has a huge surf. Group. They have veteran surf groups. They have women's surf groups. They have all these little niches. And so um, I knew a little bit about that before coming here. So I kind of had the idea that it has potential. But I, the biggest thing is you just have to talk to people and get connected as early as possible, especially if it's somewhere where you're moving to.
0: Right. Excellent. No, great point. Um, all right. Last question. What would you say to someone who's on the fence, whether it's because of boards or they're in school or they have other responsibilities or they're focused on clinicals? What would you tell them?
1: Honestly, if they want to have your own practice, even if it's not right away, it's a no brainer. Unless you I mean, you can do it, but it's just gonna take longer and you make a lot more mistakes and it's gonna be a lot more suffering, I think. And you're not gonna have that sense of community surrounded with you. So if you just suck it up and just invest in the time, I mean you invest what a couple hundred thousand dollars in your education, but you decide that you don't wanna invest any business. Yeah. education i mean it doesn't it, it doesn't make sense that those two things don't add up in order to be successful in business you must learn business which is not taught in school as we all know and so to think like that that's even possible without any education i think that's that's ignorant
0: <laughs> yeah i love it alexis This was fantastic. Um, You are someone who from early on, and I told you this, you're going to be a rock, you are a rock star. You're going to be unbelievably successful in whatever you choose, whatever you want to do, you're going to do it. And so guys, if you're out there, just try to be like Alexis. I think I've said that before. That should be, we should get shirts that say that. Just be Alexis. (laughs) You're doing amazing. We love having you part of our community and uh, you're going to be, you are a leader in, in your profession already. So congrats.
1: Appreciate that. Thank you.
0: Have a good day. See ya. All right, Abu, go ahead and introduce yourself.
3: What's going on? Um am Gurgis or Abu. I graduated from Northeast College of Health Sciences, formerly NYCC, in December. And I took the everything you should have learned but didn't um, in my last
0: trimester of school. Good. Excellent. And so tell me, what was your biggest problem that you were facing before you took uh, everything you should have learned?
3: Yeah, so my biggest problem was I was... Feeling overwhelmed, and I've been told multiple times throughout school going cash, going rehab would never work. And I always stuck to my guns where it's like, I think I can, I just got to find the right people.
0: And I finally did. And who, I, let me yeah. interrupt you. When you set up multiple people, who was it? Professors, students, or a family? Like, who told you? All of the above. Uh, it
3: started with professors, where it's like, the best way to market is go out, do spine screenings. And then it came from students of like, our professors know best and then it became family where it's like, are you sure you want to do this? Like, and now it's, I have the proof of concept from the community and
0: okay. yeah. Excellent. And so uh, that sort of takes us into our next question. What false beliefs did you hold? Did you think were true before you started with the course and you found the people to show you how to do it? Uh, the difference between being busy and productive.
3: Um, I'm the type of person that always likes to accomplish tasks, challenge myself and, when I first met you, I was extremely overwhelmed. Like I had my own coaching business, but it was going nowhere. And I was waking up early, doing a bunch of things, but just never felt like I was gaining any traction. And, then and so what happened after that? Um, I still remember this. You pretty much said, who cares if you work hard? You don't have any discipline to stick to something. And that's when I knew I was going to work with you. Uh, Very few people make me that uncomfortable.
0: (laughs) (laughs) My wife says the same thing, yet
3: we're still married. (laughs) Exactly. And it's like, those are the type of people I want to be around. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, It was interesting too. I remember you and I, the first conversation we had, you also were kind of, I remember, and I remember looking at you and being like, I I know who this guy is because I feel like I was him, very caught up in the research and what the research said and things like that, which again, I always respect. um, but. Uh, it was almost like a deflection into what actually had to happen to to help a patient and grow a business. And so uh, I'm not someone that says it doesn't matter and all that, like we're not curing cancer with subluxations, but at the same time, it's like, all right, like how do we make this work for us? Um, What has your thoughts been? And again, to a student listening or a new grad of how your sort of thought processes might've changed. Uh, Yeah. The paradigm
3: shift was, or mindset shift for me was, how important core values were. Like when we first met, I was like, it was a lot more me centered rather than what truly matters is helping the patient. And it's like establishing your core values and sticking to that yeah. of who am I doing this for?
0: Yeah, good. That's a great point. We talked about it yesterday on a call in that I think it is very much one of like a a... a a thorn in the side of, of new grads, specifically motivated, like high level thinkers, which come to our group, is they are very much like you in that they, it, a lot of it's very theoretical right now. And that isn't a negative. It's just because we haven't done it. And so we have an idea of how we want it to go and how we should do rehab and what people should think and all of that. And oftentimes the problem is we want to spew that on patients. And so the conversation we actually had yesterday that I said is like, I don't want to take that away from from a clinician like you that's so high level, but often what the problem is, is actually timing. And what I mean by that is if you want to do this exercise and that exercise, or you want to have them do a journal and write down their goals and all that, it doesn't all have to happen at the same time. It has to happen over time. And I think the main difference that I was communicating yesterday, which I think will resonate with you, is you actually can do whatever you want so long as the patient actually trusts you. So before that, you just got to do anything that it takes to get the patient to trust you and then you can have them stand on their head right with their opposite hand, you can have them do a pain journal, you can have them do deadlifts. It doesn't matter because they're going to do what you say. Um, so what are your thoughts now? You know, you talked about like either you started with cash practice wouldn't work, um, have to do spinal screenings, that you're doing a lot waking up early, working very hard but maybe not productive. What, wh- where have, where is your thought process changed now? Um, my thought process now
3: has changed of being patient with the result and impatient with the action and the habit. Um, that was always my thing where it's like, all right, I got one more 12 hour shift in me, then it's, I'm gonna make it, then I'm gonna make it. And it's just like being honed in on the prize rather than the steps to it. That's helped me right now with my online coaching business. Um, but my main takeaway is the community. I mean, I've shadowed three rehab kairos. And just knowing that there's other people like me doing it at a high level is all I need where it's like, all right, I can do this too.
0: That that to me, and I've always recognized that in my own learning, it's, that's the thing you know, and we talked yep. about it at the live event, you heard me say this, oftentimes people will say, well, what am I going to get if I go to the live event? I know that I can't tell them. You're just going to get around about 50 people that you're going to be like, if they can do it, so can I. That's the answer to the question. You want me to tell you, you're going to learn marketing and sales and you're going to have this and that and you get this and that. And so I do, I play the game, but I'm very well aware that that, again, I as always say, that is the, that is the sprinkles and that is the cherry on top. That is not the ice cream. Yeah.
3: You know, I mean, what is it that I texted you afterwards? I was like, you could have just made out a Florida, meet and greet. I'd been more than happy. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, but always, and, and in one of the mastermind groups that I'm in, I don't, it's, it's, um, it's a, it's an entrepreneur group that is not healthcare related. And I did it specifically because yeah. I wanted to get out of that. And I don't love the group to be honest with you. It's not, it's not amazing. Like I'm, I'm oftentimes frustrated, but the thing that brings me back every time is that I go to these in-person meetings and for one hour. They have a experience share of multi-million dollar entrepreneur business owners. And for that hour, every time I get like one line or two lines, I'm like, I'm staying because of that. Right. And you've heard me teach some of it. The one that I brought back to you guys before was uh, there was a lady with a six million dollar IT firm. And the takeaway was you have a process. Don't change your process. You have a process don't change your process. And if she's saying it there, then that's like, we talked about it, but it just reinforced that for me. And so anytime you can hear other people's stories who feel like you who are scared, like you who have been told by their parents not to do it just like you, you know, the value of that, the value of the community, like we would have, and like we have in the everything you should have learned course and the mentorship, just to get in a world of people that are positive, that have done it before that struggle like you. I think it's, it's, it's fantastic. So go back to yeah. EYSL specifically, everything you should have learned in Cairo mm-hmm. school. Uh, what, was, um, what was your number one takeaway?
3: Um, sales is the most empathetic thing you can do. Um, like again, going down like the rabbit hole of like the nuance, the pain science research, biomechanics, whatever. Um, always thought like the sales side is sleazy. Um, I hear sales, I think before and after I phrase, but in reality is just helping them make decisions That's right for them. And I've seen it in my own coaching business where it's like, I'm not the guy for you. And I've turned people away. Yeah. Beautiful. And
0: I love it. Yeah. Um, and so last question, what would you say to someone who's on the fence about either investing or spending the time? I'm getting people now who are like, yeah. I have boards coming up and I don't know if I can take the time and I got to focus on school. What would you say to someone's on the fence? Um, if your reason is you don't have the time, um, shoot me a DM. I'll be more
3: than happy to because time was the first thing I talked to you about. It was like, I don't have time to do anything. And then we found time to for me to get more stuff done and take the course. Um, I did it my 10th try. I had par four boards, full-time in clinic, full-time work, starting up my online business, and I still took this course. So you definitely have the time. Yeah, It's just, do you value it enough? Right.
0: Yeah. And and I guess the last thing that I would say, just to kind of bring it back full circle, is recognize for the students out there, you've probably gone to undergrads to study something with the body or health sciences. Then you've gone to chiro school, you might be getting the end of that. And now it's seven, eight years of clinical side, and you still probably don't feel super confident about treating patients. Um, and you've had eight years of it. And so, Mm -hmm. yeah, but, but then on the other end, we're going to wait until we open our business to learn business. No wonder you don't like it and you're scared of it and you're not a good business person. You just gave yourself one day to actually learn how to run a business. Mm -hmm. Not great. Yeah. And that
3: was me when, um, I was kind of hesitant to sign up on the course. I was like, I don't know. Like, uh," and then I forgot. I, it shifted my mindset where I was like, all right, I've mindlessly dropped. I don't know how much, how much money on extra continuing guides and weekend seminars and not including school tuition, which is in the hundreds of thousands. But I was afraid of the couple, whatever, how much your courses to actually learn how to make that money back. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's, it's fantastic. And, uh, So for you guys out there, obviously, this is Abu giving his side of the story. And Abu is a boxer. So if you um, disagree with him, he might fight you. But uh, I'm a nice guy. Take his advice. I'm a nice guy. He smiles until he he has to fight. But no, I'm just kidding. Abu, we appreciate you. Thank you so much for coming Thank you for having me. Right on. All right, Dr. Chris, go ahead and introduce
2: yourself. I'm uh, Chris Harmon. I uh, actually took this course uh, 10th term in uh, chiropractic school. I actually graduated this last December and now I'm actually working at a uh, golf fitness facility, uh, trying to implement a lot of these, uh, a lot of stuff that I learned and kind of helping the owner kind of steer his his course, making it more profitable for him.
0: Excellent. And you, Chris, you're a little different than a lot of chiro students in that you had a career before in fitness a second uh, career for you. So you had your own business, so you have unique perspective in, um, in that as well. So with that being said, why did you take the course originally if you already had your
2: business before? I think the biggest thing is how you market yourself because a trainer in a Cairo is a lot different. I mean, I had the principles in terms of, you know, interprofessional uh, like relations and how to deal with clients, but how you market yourself to actually optimize your, your biggest value and how you can provide to your patients and be confident in knowing that you're doing the correct things.
0: Got it. And so going into the course, what was the biggest problem you were having or what like essentially problem were you
2: trying to? I I think, I think the biggest thing was coming from like a strength and conditioning background is that I couldn't see myself in like a high volume clinic, you know, adjusting 50 people a day and, um, there's nothing wrong with that, but just in terms of, I just wanted to be able to, uh, practice the way I want and actually, uh, feel good about it and sleep at night and, you know, all that stuff. So
0: I got it. Cool, man. And so then tell me, um, what false beliefs did you have? Is it like people said it couldn't be done or you didn't know if you could make it work or did this, or will I be able to do it? What
2: false beliefs did you have before uh, taking the course? Um, my, probably the biggest thing was being, um, just that the cash practices weren't profitable and um, you know, things like that. Probably yeah. the biggest thing. And, you know, being able to have this to high volume in order to actually make money as at Cairo. And um, you know, that's probably the biggest thing.
0: And who where did you get that from? Was it professors, family,
2: classmates? Who talked talked to you about? Um, uh, probably I would probably say the biggest thing would be um probably professors. I would probably say at school. Um, they kind of, uh, put the whole idea of having a high, you know, high volume practice and, and then also just being out in the, in the community as well. Um, you know, just seeing how other practices are run and not really getting a good perspective on terms of the other side of things.
0: Nice. And so from the course or just in general, how did, what did you learn? What do you think now?
2: I think honestly, the biggest thing that I learned, even from like the first, uh, like the first meeting that we had was, uh, beliefs and mindset was probably the huge biggest thing I I took out from it and knowing and being confident and being able to, uh, charge the prices that I want and, and feeling good about it and, uh, you know, making, uh, making the practice fit your lifestyle.
0: Yeah. So talk about that a little more because, you know, obviously on my Instagram, I talk a lot about working hard and, and all of that, but you just mentioned something that I actually preach even more is making the practice work to fit your lifestyle. What does that mean to
2: you? Uh, so I, so I actually had my first kid, uh, third term in Cairo school. So, um, I'm a little bit older. So, uh, I kind of had like, um, I think I, I, met, I messaged you or like this course is almost like a toll road to success. Whereas, yeah you know, I had, I didn't have time to make mistakes. I kind of had to start making money as soon as I graduate. So mm-hmm. with having two kids now, I have to f- fit my practice into my lifestyle so that I'm at home with the kids, but still making money and paying bills. Um, so this kind of helps me kind of uh, hone things in and, uh, you know, provide a, 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 a framework for how I'm going to practice in the future.
0: And I think it, you know, what's interesting is a lot of people, they they don't understand that if you want to work less and make more, you have to charge more. But in order to charge more, you have to have a sales process to do it. And that's the one skill that they don't recognize. So they just end yeah. up in a volume or low charging thing. And in order to make money, they just work all the time, correct?
2: Exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, I think that's the biggest thing is, you know, as as Rehab Cairo's, um, we kind of provide a different skill set, and I think we should be, you know, um, you know, making mo- making money accordingly. You know, I think we provide a different expertise to the whole process. I love it. Um, so, what would you say to someone who, you know,
0: has a family, has boards, has things to do, is focused on school, all these different things that. Um, They have an objection to taking the
2: course and learning business. What would you say to them? I would probably say the biggest thing is you're spending, you know, two something, 200, 225, 250, uh, you know, on your education. And um, this is just I I think the return on investment is huge. Um, I'm still kind of figuring that out with, with, with Cairo, with the education. Uh, so with the, with the business, uh, course and, and the, the training, I don't, I think, um, it's just, uh, I would do it again. And I, I think it helps to provide a little bit of uh, clear waters and murky in murky waters yeah. it's, it's probably the biggest thing.
0: Love it, man. Cool. Anything else? Any last, uh, tidbits, anything that you, you want to hone in on for the audience out there?
2: Yeah, I think the biggest thing is it kind of creates a little network and a community within uh, the rehab space. Um, I think for the for the the better, I think the the community itself is getting bigger and bigger. Whereas uh there's more options when you're coming out of school. You don't have to be uh to one thing. You don't have to go to the high volume clinic. You can be a rehab Cairo. It kind of gives you more options and the, and being able to practice it the way that you want and not being forced to go into. Um, you know, a, a clinic that you're not wanting to go just because of the money.
0: Yep, Got it, man. Well, this was fantastic, Chris. You're a, you're a rock star. I can't wait to see what you do in the profession. We appreciate you being on and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Awesome. Thanks, Justin. Have a great right. day. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And if you found this content valuable, here are four ways I can help you for free. One, Grab a copy of my free guide, The Rehab Chiropractor's Checklist. You can get that at go.drjustinrabinowitz.com slash guide. That's go.drjustinrabinowitz.com slash guide. Two, go ahead and give me a follow on Instagram at Justin Rabinowitz, where I post business content. Three, subscribe to my weekly newsletter by sending me an email at coaching at And four, leave us a five-star review